Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and I'm continuing our series that we began last week entitled God's 10 Comforting Responses to Your Imperfections. Last week, we talked about the love of God and the fact that he responds to us with his great love. And if you've not listened to that episode, I encourage you to listen because it will be a great encouragement to you. I want to make note of the fact that oftentimes we view God through the lens of the way that we were parented when we were children. If you perhaps were raised in a home where there was not a lot of patience, where there was uh, strictness, uh, where your mistakes were met with harshness and not a lot of compassion, then it's going to be really hard for you not to see God as responding to you in that same way. Also, if you grew up in a permissive home, a home where you were pretty much able to do whatever you wanted to do without much consequence, it can be easy to view God in that way as well. But what we need to do is to allow our view of God to be informed by scripture and not by experience. Because your parents are not God. And God is not like your parents. If they were strict and harsh or if they were permissive. So we want to have a, a balanced view of God. And so I, I want to preface uh, our topic today by saying that you need to give yourself time to learn who God is and what he is like. And it also that sometimes if we're, if we're, if we ourselves are perfectionists, we are box tickers and we are, we are, we are, we are, uh, what's the word? We're, we're the kind of people who like lists and we, we like to kind of measure things by our own standard. And we, we cannot do that. We cannot do that. So that is why I have this podcast. That is why I'm, I'm approaching this, this subject, because I want us to have a balanced view of God and the way that he responds to us. If you come away with the idea that you could just do whatever you want to do for as long as you want to do it with no consequence, then that, that would be, that would be a mistake because that is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that he is a God of love. And so we need to look at that. And then today we're going to look at the fact that God is very patient with us. Friends, when you mess up, God exercises his patience. He's not ready to just swat you. He's not looking at you with this withering, blistering, disappointed look. He's not folding his arms, rolling his eyes, tapping his feet and checking his watch to see how many more times is he going to have to put up with you? No. He is a very patient and loving father. Um, if you grew up in church at all, you probably remember the story in Genesis chapter 18, where God comes to Abraham and says that he is going to destroy the city of Sodom. And 
Abraham comes to God and he says, Lord, will you spare the city if there are 50 righteous people there? And God says, yes, if there are 50 righteous people in that city, I will, I will spare it. I will not destroy it. But then Abraham comes to God, which with what I love, this, 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 this attitude of, oh God, I know, I know I've already, I know I've said this to you, but I want to kind of recant. I want to make an adjustment if I may, please, Lord. I love the reverence that is there. I, I, I love the fact that he understands that he has said something to God and that God will hold him to that. But he's he's coming to God in a very humble way and really begging for God's grace because he wants to make an adjustment to what he said. So he said, OK, God, I know I said 50, but 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 do you think you would spare the city if there are only 45 righteous? And then God says, yes, I, I will. But then he comes back to God several more times. And he goes down to 40. And then he goes back and he says, oh, God, I know, I know, I know, I know I'm really working. I know I'm working your nerves. I know I'm, I know I'm probably just just really. Could you could you could you spare the city if there were only 30? And he goes down to 20 and he goes down to 10. And I remember the first time I heard that story. Or read it, I was squirming in my seat thinking, dude, you can't keep doing that. But we don't see any irritation, any indication of God's irritation with him. We don't see any indication that God gets fed up. He continues to go down and down and down in the numbers as Abraham makes the request. I think that's a beautiful picture of the love of God balanced with a recognition that he is holy, that he is God and that he is to be reverenced, but also it shows his great patience. One of my favorite verses about the patience of God is Psalm 103 verse eight. And it says in the NIV, the Lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Friend, I encourage you to go back and just meditate on this verse. Um, one, two, three, four. There are four beautiful character characteristics of God here. But today we want to just focus on the fact that he is slow to anger. Some translations say patience. Some say long suffering. But I love the fact that God is patient and he is patient toward you. I know that as a Christian, as a person who has received the Lord Jesus into your heart, you want to please him. You want to get your act together. You want to 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 measure up to the standard. But as we talked about last week, when God saved you, he knew that you could not meet the standard in the first place, which is why he came to rescue you by way of the cross in the first place. But he also is very much aware that it's going to take time for you to be conformed to his image. And so, my friend, God is patient with you, so you need to be patient with yourself. Now, I know that in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking, 
But what if his patience runs out? I'm, I'm concerned that I'm going to ride this patience thing with God too long. And eventually he is going to be fed up. May I just submit an observation regarding that? And that is that if you are a person who is concerned about running out of the patience of, of God, running out of patience with you, you are the, the fact that you care about that makes you a wonderful candidate for the patience of God. And it also shows that the fact that you care about that means that you're in a good place. You're, you're not rebelling. You're not actively saying, I'm just, I just don't care. I like to liken the patience of God to a, tr- a scene where there's a trapeze artist up there. Okay. You're up, you're up there on the, on the, on the trapeze and you're swinging around and you know, you and your trapeze person, uh, trapeze partner are timing things because it's all about timing, right? It's gotta be right. When you jump through the air, that bar better be there. Or you're going to fall. No trapeze artist worth his or her salt is trying to fall on the net, right? The goal is not to need the net. But the beautiful thing is that it's great to know that if you should fall, the net is there. So my friend, if in your attempts to live for Jesus in your attempt to overcome your besetting sins. If in your attempt to even allow God to show you how to live the Christian life, because that's really what it is. It's learning to let Jesus live his life through us. We can't live it in our own strength, but in the trying, in the growing, it's good to know that there is the net of God's patience there. To catch us, should we fall? And victory is waiting for you, my friend. If you truly have the Lord Jesus in your heart, and you are you are you are you are abiding in Him, and you are learning and growing in your relationship with Him, you're going to have the 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 fact that you can overcome become a fact that you will overcome. We all are going to have things that we're going to be working on for the rest of our lives. Can I get an amen in the house of God today? We all have those things, those those besetting sins, those things that we keep on having to work on. And sometimes we do well on them for a while and then we don't and we don't. And we're so very frustrated and sometimes we become depressed and we become become aggravated with ourselves. And sometimes we try to um, we try to run from God. Because we we're thinking he is thinking the same thing about our frailties as we're thinking about them. You can't do that, my friend. You cannot run from God when you fail. I totally understand that tendency to want to do that. It's because we're ashamed because we're ashamed that we have messed up once more. But running from God when you fail instead of running toward him is one of is absolutely the worst thing that you can do because you're running from the very source of grace that's going to help you overcome. Do not run from God in shame. And sometimes, and I know that of which I speak, 
Sometimes we will just hold back a little bit from going to God immediately after we screw up. It's like we're trying, we think we're giving God time to cool off. Like we're, we're like we're giving him time to just take a breather. You know what I'm talking about before we go back to God. But he needs no such thing, my friend. You need to be running to God as quickly as you possibly can. Sometimes it's like, okay, I have messed up so royally. I can't even look God in the eye right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just take a little time and wait until I can look myself in the mirror. Until I can look God in the eye, so to speak. I'm going to wait a little while. That is a trick of the enemy. Where else are you going to go to get grace and mercy and forgiveness? Forgiveness, excuse me. Where else are you going to go to get the compassion that you need? Where else are you going to go? Why delay it? When we fail, when we falter, God is very patient with us. And I, I, I couldn't help but notice that most of the time, especially in the Old Testament, whenever I found verses that were talking about the, the, the patience of God and him being slow to anger, that the word of the word grace is also there. God is patient with us because he is so very full of grace. Um, I'm going to capitalize on it. I'm going to I'm going to emphasize that on another episode. But I want you to just keep in mind that God is very gracious to you and that the cross is what has made it possible for him to still interact with you, even though you fail. If God is patient with you, my friend, you need to be patient with yourself. Okay, uh, Psalm 103, 14 is another one of my favorite verses. When I'm feeling like a spiritual slug, I go to this verse and it says, for he, talking about God, he knows what we are made of. He remembers that we are dust. What does that mean? means that God recognizes and remembers that we are human. Yes, he has saved us by grace, but we're still works in progress. And it's going to take some time for us to get to the place. And you know what? You're never going to arrive on this side. There is never going to be a time where you're going to say, you know what? I've, I've got it all together. I have completely mastered everything that there is. I have now reached perfection. Nobody's ever going to be able to say that. So God is patient with you while you are bumbling and stumbling and falling a thousand times a day. Just like he is going to be with you. When you have grown and when you have learned to overcome several areas of your life and you're not falling as many times. Yes, you will get to that point if you do not give up. But he remembers that you are dust. He remembers that you are human. He remembers that you are not him. You are not omnipotent. You have the power of God in you. You have you have great potential for holiness and victory and conquering your sins and all of that. But you are still dust. And he remembers that. It's like when you have a little kid and they are uh, learning to play piano. Okay. Have you ever been in the room with a child who is learning to play the piano and they're, they hit a few notes, right? And then it's, it's, and you know, you're, you know, especially if you know the tune, you know, and you keep thinking every time you hear them play it, okay, this time they're going to hit the note, right? 
but it's 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 disarm it's 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 it sounds horrible. Do you go in there and take the book and slap them across the head and say, aren't you ever going to get this right? No. Why? Because you know they are a beginner. You know they are learning. You know it's going to take practice, practice, practice. God is more patient than any piano teacher, my friend. He is looking at you and he is remembering that you are dust. So take great comfort in that. God knows the difference between rebellion and stumbling while you are growing. He's patient with both. He's patient with the rebel and he's patient with the person who is really trying to learn how to abide with God and follow him. Y'all, I think that oftentimes people who are reluctant to come to Christ are reluctant because they're thinking. In fact, I've heard people, I've witnessed to, to, to young women before, and I, and I offer them the gift of salvation. God uh, wants, to, 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 wants you to come and receive him and to become his daughter. And they say to me, you know what? I really would love that, Miss Georgia. Thank you so very much, but I'm going to pass. And I say, is there any reason why? And they said, because I can't keep it up. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to keep it up. And I said, coming to God, for salvation is not making a promise that you're going to from now on, you're going to get it all together. Now, there is repentance. Yes, there is the mindset where you're saying I'm turning from this toward that. But you need to recognize that while you're repenting, it's with the understanding. God has the understanding that it's going to take time for you to grow. If you ever need to be reminded about the patience of God, I encourage you to read Psalm 78. It is a very lengthy psalm. So make sure you got plenty of time and pack a lunch because it's a lengthy one. But it but it 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 chronicles God's activity with the children of Israel and how many times they screwed up, how many times they were just just abjectly rebellious. There were times when they were trying and then there were times where they just were not and they were messing up left and right. And it talks about the patience and the compassion and the grace of God. I really encourage you to take the time and look at that because you get the same feeling that you get when like when I was talking about this, the, the account in Genesis with Abraham and the, and the, and the people in, in Sodom. He is very long suffering, my friend. He is very, 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 very patient. And don't be afraid to rely upon the patience of God. He's patient with you because he loves you. If he wanted to destroy you, my friend, he wouldn't have even bothered to, 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 to come to the cross. He would not have even bothered with that if that was his goal. Because you were already abiding under the wrath of God. As I said the last time, you were already on God's bad side. Why would he save you? Why would he go to the bloody cross? Why would he go to all of that just to smack you and to destroy you? Because you mess up multiple times. I hope that this encourages you today, my friend, to remember that in the face of all of your imperfections, of all of your falling and getting back up again, there is the patience, the loving patience of God. Thank him for that and continue to commune with him even when you feel your dirtiest, even when you feel the most unworthy, 
Even when you feel the most impatient with yourself, console yourself and remind yourself of the patience of God. If this podcast has been an encouragement to you today, if this episode has blessed you in any way, why don't you share the blessing with someone else? People who look like they have it all together oftentimes are the ones who need grace the most. So I want to I want to challenge you to forward this past this this uh, pa- this little excuse me forward forward this podcast to the person who looks like they have it all together, and also to a person that you know who is struggling, who's ready to throw up their hands and say, "Why bother? I know God must be so done with me," because they need that encouragement. And nothing would thrill me more than to know that uh, God is using this to encourage His people. I also want to let you know that I have a Facebook presence and I would love to be invited into your world. Um, I have a um, just a little something. It's nothing formal, but I walk for exercise in the mornings for as long as I'm able to. And um, I often push play because the spirit of God will give me an encouraging word to share with my Facebook friends. And I would absolutely love to um, share a word of encouragement with you as well. Uh, My um, Facebook Address is Dr. as in Dr. Dr. Georgia Pointer. If you would ask to be my friend, I would definitely say yes and feel privileged um, to do so. And just that way, whenever I do a live, it'll pop up on your page and you can press play. It usually only lasts just just a, just a few minutes um, and allow me to encourage you in that way. I also want to uh, remind you that I have per- that I have um, published a book entitled Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions. It is available. Uh, through bon- barnesandnoble.com is not available at the brick and mortar store, but at online at that address, uh, you can get it immediately um, as a book nook. I believe that's what they call it, the ebook um, version, or you can purchase a copy, a hard copy to come to your address. That is barnesandnoble.com. And then finally, I also, I love to encourage people and I do it um, by writing a blog. It's called the Encouragement Outpost. Dot com encouragementoutpost.com I would be delighted and privileged and honored if you would subscribe to have that come to your um, email whenever I make a post I do it um, most of the time once a week sometimes not quite that frequently but whenever it comes I want you to know that it's something that has been prayed over and that has been prompted by the Spirit of God and that I hope that it will be something that would encourage you so Please join me next time when we continue this talk about 10 comforting responses, God's 10 comforting responses to our imperfections. Thank you so much for your time today and be blessed and encouraged.